Listening to Women's Wave, a podcast by Vancouver Rape Relief and Women's Shelter. My name is Florence Bellepage, and I'm pleased to be the host of our first podcast. Year, Vancouver Rape Relief is hosting the Montreal Massacre Memorial. It's a day of remembrance of the tragic events of December 6, 1989 at École Polytechnique in Montreal. That day, Marc Lépine entered the engineering school and killed 14 women because he hated feminists. At the 2018 edition last December, we invited local women to participate in a workshop on how to create a feminist podcast. We asked women some questions about their life as a woman, and here's what they had to say. How do you feel walking in the streets at night? Uh, not safe. <laughs> um, it seems like, especially for being a woman, that um, you have to be careful. Um, there's a lot of guys that target you, or you know, you get jumped, and it seems like you're more vulnerable as a woman too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even when I was growing up, like, my brother was allowed to walk home at night alone, but I never was, and just for safety concerns. And you hear about stuff happening, and, like, you were growing up knowing, you know, if a van came up to you not to do anything, mm -hmm. but even drunk guys on the street, right? Like, mm -hmm. even during the day, you'll be walking through the street, and you have people looking at you, and you just have to, like... Make sure you make eye contact with them because you never know what would happen, right? Mm -hmm. You get that feeling deep down and you just mm -hmm. know that there could be something that could go wrong. In the beginning, uh, when I came to Canada, I thought the here is safe. Mm. So I walk around in the evening, but eventually... Many news, bad news there when people know I walk alone in the street at that everyone's scared. So eventually I something happened to me too, so now I feel scared walking at night because you you did hear lots of bad things happened in the evening on the street. Uh one day I There is a exhibition there. I went there with one friend, like a home exhibition. After the exhibition, I he is a guy. I said, uh, uh, "Have you out been out there?" He said, "Always." I said, "Really? Don't you feel afraid?" He said, "Why?" why you feel afraid so then I said okay then could you walk with me together so we that was the first time we walked there I, I told uh, him I always afraid of walking he didn't understand it I said wow being a man so great it's so easy yeah they don't even think about it yeah they think women Uh, they don't uh, respect women. They think uh, women 
uh, weak or inferior, so they can dare do anything to us. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been coerced into a sexual act? My experience with boys, teenage boys as a girl, um, was a constant negotiation around what my boundaries were and what they wanted from me. So I was a fairly shy girl and I didn't necessarily want to do more than kiss the boys that I was with. Um, But whenever, like any time there was any sort of physical contact, I felt like I had to be on alert because they would um, be groping me, trying to penetrate my vagina with their fingers, undressing me, and I was in a constant process of pushing away their hands, saying no, trying to keep my clothes on, but also pleasing and complying with what they wanted from me at the same time so that I wouldn't be seen as a prude or I'd still be considered sexy. Um, And so that really taught me that sex was something that men wanted and women gave and that I had to withhold and constantly protect from them. And so like all... like. All of those sex acts, for the most part, felt coerced on a certain level um, and weren't necessarily something I was completely interested in. And I think um, that's the case for most girls and kind of shapes how they see sex and how they negotiate around sex with men and kind of teaches them that um, complying and giving in is often part of negotiating having sex with boys and men Um, and really like on a spectrum from like coercing touching your breasts or um, oral sex or anything like that to like a violent rape I think um, it all kind of reflects attitudes where men are constantly wanting more from women and more access to their bodies and they don't actually respect the boundaries that we have. Has a man ever used technology to harass you? Yes. I feel like it's not even a common occurrence. Or it is a common occurrence. I feel like we've all just become so like used to seeing men harass women on the internet where I don't think it's viewed as like a really big deal, to be honest. But like ever since I don't I, I could remember having like any kind of social media channel, there was always that fear of like, you know, if there's like a platform where there's like someone can ask you like an anonymous anonymous question or even someone can just like make up a fake profile and like harass you so like it has happened to me before like men would target like things that I've said or like how I look my image like my sexuality was always like used to take me down and like my sexuality was always something that I was always pretty confident in so like to have that one part of you that is your most vulnerable part to like being taken down on the internet where you it's not like a face-to-face conversation where you can have like challenge someone on saying something to you 
it's more like you just it's more of like a blank statement that you just read about yourself and then it's always there because it's the internet and like nothing ever disappears on the internet yeah and like it's so alarming to see that like most like a lot of like hate comments would be like oh i hope she gets raped or i hope like a wish of sexual abuse against someone for no reason for no reason really other than to just have hearsay in the internet or to make you i don't know to make you feel superior to someone to try and bring them down what was your experience of a women-only space? So with all this male violence, you know, it just permeates our lives. It's, it's, all of us are survivors, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know um, how, to, how to create a new society except to actually do it and to actually create a, a, a network um, as much as possible where we are just women together. And, uh, you know, this is separatism, this is lesbian separatism, this is radical feminism, where we center women instead of men. And I think I've come to this after, you know, spending so much of my life um, centering men and trying to please them and trying to please liberal women. And now at this point, I'm just like, I just can't anymore. Um, But what I can do is we can create space for our sisters, just us, and we can heal from our wounds together without men. We can center each other. We can learn to love ourselves and love each other enough that we can keep that central in our lives. And so creating women's spaces, making making spaces that are just for radical feminists, just for us to talk to ourselves, to each other. And we are so isolated from each other. This is what we have to overcome in order to make any large systemic change, in order to reclaim our power and our voices. We need to be able to be with supportive sisters because we've all been beaten down and we need to build ourselves back up. We need to... Um, encourage each other to have courage and to go forth and and break those ties and you know what it is not easy to say to the world you know what I'm done with men (laughs) and there the rewards don't you know you're not rewarded for that but the rewards come from inside and come from these spaces like where we are today where the women outnumber the men 10 to 1 and wow it just feels you know we can just expand you know we can just we can feel ourselves growing and changing and healing in this kind of environment have you ever asked a man in your life to change his sex's behavior uh yes i have and it was my father um because um I saw that he was. Um, I saw he always told to my mother that, um, in a very disrespectful way, <laughs> um, like when she just asked him something. Yeah, he really talked to her in a very bad way. Um, um, yeah, he almost humiliates her every time. So to see that was so bad <laughs> as a child. And also, yeah, I, when I grew up, he always did that again and again and again. So once, um, it was about a year ago, um, I tried to talk with him about it. And uh, I asked him, why are you um, 
and I also was very curious about his um, mindset, like uh, how that did he um, think about women. Um, so um, I asked him about it, and I I asked him about his experiences between um, uh, women in his workplace. He described that yeah, women are not competent. Like they are very different, and uh, he don't he, he didn't prefer to work with women. And that was yeah very very bad to hear as a daughter. <laughs> yeah. um, I um, tried to tell him like, um, is it statistical? Like yeah, <laughs> how many women have you ever met? And um, yeah, I asked him like these things. And um, do you think that's um, correct? <laughs> like because he he is saying that he is very logical man always <laughs> so. I just want to confront that kind of his beliefs. He said um, that is only his belief, so there's no problem. Like mm. it's totally not logical, but <laughs> he said he can have that kind of opinion. But still, I think that yeah, that conversation um, made something to think about to him. I hope so, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, when I meet him again, yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> talk about the same topic later. What do you tell men when they ask what they can do to help end women's oppression? I think one of the most important things that men can do is to call out other men for their sexist behavior, to challenge other men on their use of pornography, um, the, the derogatory comments that they make about um, other women, and to actually believe women when they tell them that their male friends have done something sexist and or sexually assaulted them. Um, and more concretely, to support other women that are fighting misogyny, fighting sexist violence um, by volunteering for a women's organization, fundraising for a women's organization, um, self-educating by attending feminist events, supporting feminist events, and um, examining their own behaviors. The violence and oppression we're experiencing happens to us because we're women. The Montreal Massacre Memorial is a day of educational gathering that exposes and analyzes male violence against women as a way to strategize on our resistance. Not only we need to remember the women that died on December 6, 1989, but we need to fight back. Thank you for listening to Women's Wave a podcast by Vancouver Rape Relief and Women's Shelter. For more info about us, visit our website at rapereliefshelter.bc.ca and stay tuned for more radical feminist podcasts.